Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sirah, and much more. Alhamdulillah, Nahmadahu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'afiruhu wa nu'minu bihi wa natawakkalu alayhi wa na'udhu billahi min shurur anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina man yahdiullahu falamudillalah wa man yudlilhu falahadiyalah wa nashadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika lah wa nashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh amma ba'd qala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fi kitabihi al-kareem ba'd a'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال سبحانه وتعالى في مكان ثاني يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما صدق الله العظيم today um, inshallah I'll talk about in reference to one of the events or incident from the history and we'll see the comparison of that event inshallah in today's circumstances specifically when we are going through a terrible time of our lives in which we are on a continuous basis we are seeing the horrors that the Muslims and the people in general in Gaza are going through. And uh, the numbers we hear all the time, tens of thousands people have been slaughtered, tens of thousands of children have been killed, and women have been killed now. And uh, we don't see any kind of a real response that can prevent the catastrophe the people are going through. Whether we talk about the Muslim leaders or non-Muslim leaders, the responses are same when it comes to stop this genocide. The lip service we have seen many, many times, and that will continue on. And to an extent that now we think of this is a synonymous thing to be a politician who comes and lies. As a matter of fact, that is expected to the extent that people say when the, they, are, they are lying on the faces of the people as if this is politics. This is politics. A job that was supposed to be, or that was done in the past by the prophets. That Bani Israel used to be, their affairs used to be run by the prophets. One prophet would die, next would take over. And Rasulullah said, There will be no prophet after me, Muhammad. But there will be people who are referred as Khulafa, who will be ruling over the people by the justice of Islam. Now, why we don't see the response from these people? The answer is the same. Because they are all of them are either representing 
capitalism, secularism, democracy, Islamic democracy, Republican democracy, all of them are trying to solve the problems, whether they are really trying to solve the problems or not. They are implementing man-made laws and the result is back to square one. And it's not going to change. Now let's take a story from an event from our history of Islam, a glorious history. And this is just one event I'm taking and this event you may have heard many, many times, but it is important for us to correlate this incident to today's time. And this is the incident. It is narrated the Aslam, the Mawla of Umar bin Khattab radiallahu anh, a freed slave of Umar bin Khattab radiallahu He reported that Umar went out to Harat al-Waqim and I went with him. When we were in Sarar, we saw from far some light, some fire. And Umar al-Khattab radiallahu's response was, maybe, and this is the night patrol that Umar al-Khattab used to do. He used to walk in the streets of the Medina and the surrounding, and he would want to know the situation of the Ummah. And he said, maybe there are some travelers are stranded. Let's go and see what's going on over there. And when he come closer to the light or the fire, he saw there were children, they were crying, and there's a woman who had some pot on the fire as if she's cooking something in it. And he came closer to the woman and he said, Assalamu alaikum. And when she, he came closer, the woman said, Wa alaikum salam, if you are with a good intention, you can come near, otherwise go away. And uh, Umar's response was, Assalamu alaikum, and he said, Ahl al instead of saying Ahl al-Nar. Because to say people of fire can have different meaning. Now, so he said, oh, people of light, he said, salam, and then this is the conversation happened. And he said, why these children are crying? And the response of the women was, they are hungry. And she said, what's in the pot? Why don't you feed them? And she said, it has some boiling water in it, and she is just warming it up because she does not have anything to feed them. So while the kids are waiting for the food to be ready, they will fall asleep. Subhanallah. And, uh, and then she said also a statement which is important for us to remember. And she said, Allah will judge us, Allah will judge between us and Umar bin Khattab radiallahu the Amirul Mu'mineen of that time. And this is part of the story a lot of time. As a matter of fact, when I was growing up, we just hear the story, the part of the story. We don't see the rest of the story, how the story goes. And Omar's response was that may Allah have mercy on you. How would Omar know your situation? How would Omar know that you don't have enough to eat or the kids don't have enough to eat? And her response was, how come he's in charge of our affairs, but he's not aware of our situation? How can you take the charge of it? This is the responsibility that you have accepted. And this is what the Muslims understood very well. That one who is the caretaker over you, a mas'ul over you, an imam over you, an amir al-mu'mineen over you, he's not just a caretaker of a society as a whole, but rather they understood well that he is responsible for each and every one under him. Every subject of him is his responsibility. This is why other place we see Umar al-Khattar radiallahu anh is worried about that if there's an animal, some reports talk about a goat, some say about a donkey, and that trips by the river Dajla, he will be held accountable that why Umar did not pave the path. 
Even when he was worried about the animals. That he is accountable for that. And in this case, he's talking, she's talking, she's reminding Umar al Khattab. How can you, how can Umar, because she did not know she's talking to Umar, by the way. How can Umar take the charge and he doesn't know the situation of ours? Right away, Umar al Khattab turned to Aslam and he said, Let's go. And we set off to the treasury, to the Baytul Mal. And he took out some wheat, it's a little bit of fat, and then he put it on his shoulders and he started carrying. And Aslam said, Ya Amirul Mu'mineen, let me carry. And the response of Umar al Khattab was a famous response. And he said, Will you carry my burden on the day of judgment? Will you carry my burden on the day of judgment? Talking about one woman and some children. In a state that Omar was ruling over, that was a state, if today's terminology has already become a superpower because it was already defeating the two superpowers at that time, whether it was Romans or Persians, in cases where they were defeating them separately and their cases were defeating them together as well. This is the Amir al-Mu'mineen we were talking about. And he was questioned about that. How did he take the charge? I did not know our situation. Even a single woman is talking like that. And now he carried the burden on his back. And he says to Aslam, when he tried to offer his help, will you carry my burden on the Day of Judgment? Subhanallah. This is our glorious history. And that glorious history did not come out of thin air. The very same people in the days of ignorance were doing the things that you will detest today. But now the Islam came and changed Umar al Khattab this way. And then Umar did not stop there to bring the food to them. He went to the woman and he said, prepare the food for me while he started in the fire. And the reports talk about he was blowing into the fire to make the fire. The smoke was coming out of the beard of Umar al Khattab at that time. Then he prepared the food. And not only prepared the food, then he offered the food and he asked the woman, bring something so I can put the food on it. And then he spread it out and cooled down for the children. And then he went far away and started watching while they were eating. And did not stop still. When the kids were done feeding food, they started playing with each other, they started wrestling with each other, and they have fallen asleep. This is the time Umar al-Khattab left the area. Because he understood his responsibility, that he is accountable on the Day of Judgment. This is what Umar al-Khattab did. But the question comes to the mind, why Umar was like that? What made him this way? This is the very same Islam, my brothers and sisters, we are carrying today. And so are our many of the leaders in the Muslim lands. I know in Pakistan, the elections going on, many of the people are just trying to follow up those elections. Oh, Imran Khan wins, or Nawaz Sharif wins, or Zardari wins. Or other places we hear about, Erdogan wins. Or other parties win, or Sisi comes into power, Abdullah stays in power, Bashar stays in power, this or that. But what is the result of all this? Whoever comes into the power, we see the same results. Isn't that the same Imran Khan people are going crazy about today, when the Kashmir blockade happened? Wasn't he the prime minister at that time? Wasn't he the very same person at that time prevented the army of Pakistan to help our brothers and sisters in Kashmir? Has the issue of Kashmir solved? Nothing. As a matter of fact, it's becoming worse and worse. Same thing happened in Gaza today. We find many of our rulers 
And it's not against Imran Khan or it's not against Zardari I'm talking about here only. This is not the issue at all. Issue is, are you going to carry my burden on the day of judgment? Are we going to carry the burden of all these rulers we have on the Muslim lands on the day of judgment? What are they going to show on the, what are, which hand are we going to have our amal on the day of judgment? This is the thing we have to worry about. It's not that what success I can get in this dunya. Whether as a person who is ruled by or ruled over or the ruler, whoever we are, we are accountable on the day of judgment. And that's what made Umar bin Khattab worried about the situation at that time. And now think of it. Today, when we are talking about the situation in the world, we are talking about that genocide is happening. It's not even an issue of a woman in the far land where she's sitting and to have a fire on and the food she does not have enough to eat. So people, the ruler may not know what's happening to them. Now this genocide is happening in front of our eyes. We are very happy to have all those technologies. Now we are able to see all this. We are able to see all this. So we are witnesses over this now. We are the witness of the genocide, whether whichever way the news is coming to us. So the ones who have the power and not doing it, on the day of judgment, they are held accountable from Allah Azza wa Jal. That's the thing we should worry about. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that La yuldahul mu'minu min juhnid wahidin maratain. A believer cannot be stung by the same hole twice. How many times we have to be stung by the same people over and over with the same ruling systems that we, they had, which are man-made systems, which are causing the pain and misery and suffering for the mankind, not only talking about the Muslims. This is the world is in the misery today. And the only way is the way we have Allah Azza wa Jal has given us something, that thing that changed Umar into what Umar we remember today. The very same Umar in the days of Jahiliyyah, he used to beat up, beat up his female slave because she became a Muslim at that time. Is it the same Umar bin Khattab who went and started beating up his brother-in-law because he became Muslim? And he hit his, pushed his sister away, Fatima, when he was on his way to kill Muhammad What changed Umar? It's Islam. That's the thing that made him Al-Farooq. Rasulullah made the dua for two Umarayn, Umar bin Hisham and Umar bin Khattab, that Allah give strength to Islam by one of them, the one Allah loves the most. And Umar is the one who became Al-Farooq, and Abu Jahl, Umar bin Hisham became Abu Jahl. It's the Islam that made him what he, he was. And that way same Islam, my brothers and sisters, is still there. It's not going anywhere. Allah has taken the responsibility to protect the deen. That we are the one indeed who revealed this dhikr, this Quran, the Sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I am the one, we are the one who will protect this deen. So the deen is there. The one that brings the change in the hearts and minds of the people, that message is still there. But that message has to be taken in the right way. It cannot be taken in a secular way. It cannot be taken as my Islam is limited to my house, my masjid, and my, my akhlaq, and my mannerism, and this. But when it comes to my, my economy, my, my finances, my economy, my social system, my ruling system, my politics, and all that, therefore that I'll go back to man-made system. This is not what Islam is. Islam is 
a comprehensive way of life and that has to be implemented the way Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam did, the way Abu Bakr Siddiq did, the way Umar al-Khattab did, the way Uthman did, the way Ali did, and so on and so forth. So we, my brothers and sisters, yes, we all cry what's happening in Gaza. It's, it's very disturbing. And sometimes it becomes very difficult to even think straight to see what's, what we're seeing today. But my brothers and sisters, Allah, like Rasulullah said, A believer cannot be stung by the same hole twice. Let's not be stung by the same hole over and over and over. Go back to the very same people or even new people. The one who carries the same kufr ideas or the very same ideas which are not from Islam. How can we look for justice outside of Islam? When Rasulullah Allah subhanahu wa says, Is this the hukum of jahiliyyah? The ignorance? Because anything other than Allah subhanahu command, the rules, is ignorance. Is jahiliyyah. Is that what we are looking for? Are we looking for solutions in the, in the jahiliyyah? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is that what you want? And who is the better in judge? Who is the better judge than Allah Azza wa For the people who have certainty, the one who believe. I ask you, my brothers and sisters, I know we are going through the pain, but when we are looking for solutions, let's return back to Islam. And look what Islam wants from us. We have, we have given chances to all sorts of isms. And we know that. Those isms have not given us anything. Not only the Muslim, it's the non-Muslim, Muslim all alike. And, and, and Rasulullah was not sent, but the rahmah for the mankind. And the rahmah is connected with the message of Islam that needs to be taken as a whole and implemented on the lives of the people. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and seerah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.